Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Chronicles chapter 14 from the World English Bible. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David with cedar trees, masons, and carpenters to build him a house. David perceived that Yahweh had established him king over Israel, for his kingdom was exalted on high for his people Israel's sake. David took more wives at Jerusalem, and David became the father of more sons and daughters. These are the names of the children whom he had in Jerusalem. Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elpalet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishima, Beeliada, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it and went out against them. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? Yahweh said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they came up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. David said, God has broken my enemies by my hand, like waters breaking out. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. They left their gods there, and David gave a command, and they were burned with fire. The Philistines made another raid in the valley. David inquired again of God, and God said to him, You shall not go up after them. Turn away from them and come on them opposite the mulberry trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. David did as God commanded him, and they attacked the army of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gezer. The fame of David went out into all lands, and Yahweh brought the fear of him on all nations. That is the end of chapter 14. Hiram, the king of Tyre, was also mentioned in 2 Samuel 5.11, that being an account of these same things. So these events are the first mention of Hiram. It seems likely that he was relatively young, since he was around at least 33 years later when he supplies Solomon with things for the temple and all, and we hear about that in 1 Kings 5.1. Note that here in verse 2, David recognizes that he is established as king for the sake of God's people, Israel. Now, verse 3 is not a recommendation for many wives. God has already clearly established one man and one woman in Genesis 2, 23-24. Then there is also Deuteronomy 17, 17, where the kings were warned not to take many wives, because that was one of the things that would likely turn their hearts away from God. One wife wouldn't do that, but many wives likely would. So the account here is just being accurate. 
It is describing both the good and the bad things that went on in David's life as we continue to see. I talked before about the sometimes confusing variations in lists of offspring for David, some being due to spellings of names and some probably due to more than one name being used for a given individual. I won't go over that again here. It is probably covered in the episode of 2 Samuel chapter 5, except here I will mention that the verses highlight that this list is specifically those born in Jerusalem when David was reigning there, and in context, since sons and daughters are specifically referred to, the list could include daughters' names. From there, the account covers two different battles with the Philistines. I found myself noticing again how God, Yahweh, wants people interactive. We see this as early as Genesis 1.28, where before the fall even, God blesses mankind, even though it's only Adam and Eve, it covers everyone because he tells them to be fruitful, to fill the earth, and to subdue it. Here, after the fall, some 2,919 years after Adam was created, and I again refer you to the chronology of the Old Testament, page 279, showing that David was born at 1085 BC. And you can also look on the timeline that is available at Floyd Nolan Jones Ministries, and I'll link to that. So here we also have a continuation of this theme that God's servants are still to be a part of things, all the way to the Gospels where we were recently reading in Acts chapter 10, where God tells people to tell other people the gospel, as it talks about with Cornelius and Peter. So though we know God is our strength and he can wipe out entire armies by himself, he did after all destroy the whole earth, but Noah with the flood. And then we have 2 Kings 19.35 and Isaiah 37.36, which talk about when he killed the 185,000 by himself, God wants people to take action, to be involved, to grow the garden in Eden, to follow his directions when stepping into the Jordan River, to pray and ask him for things. He is an interactive God. He is not distant. As Moses writes in Deuteronomy 4, 7, and he says to the nation of Israel, God is near. And then Hebrews 7, 19 tells us that we of faith can draw near. In the battles here in 1 Chronicles 14, David gets details that are different for each encounter. In the first battle, he is to be direct. He gets this information after he inquires of God. We note throughout David's life, for example, that God does not always provide direction if it is not sought out, though he does correct David afterwards for some serious instances. I think we can see this throughout history, that God does not force people to interact with him. It is heartening to see in verse 12 that David immediately burned the false gods, the idols that were left behind by the Philistines. That was already clear in the writings of Moses, no further direction needed. It is also darkly humorous that the Philistines abandoned their idol gods and that these idol gods just sat around helpless, not able to avoid being burned. There is an interesting word parallel between here and chapter 13 that seems to be emphasized since the Hebrew is mentioned in both cases. Do you see the similarity between 
Perez Uzzah in 1 Chronicles 13.11 and Baal Perazim in 1 Chronicles 14.11. First, keep in mind that according to the biblical usage and exact translation, Baal simply means Lord here. It doesn't come to be distinctively associated with the false gods, the Baal worship of Elijah's time, until later. So the concept of Baal Perazim is the Lord breaking out, which is similar to Perez Uzzah, which was also a bursting or breaking out. In chapter 13, this breaking out results in judgment and death that is due because of sin. In chapter 14, it leads to victory through obedience. For the second Philistine raid, per verses 13 through 16, Yahweh basically directs David in a sneak attack. Sometimes a full frontal attack is not the most effective way to win, but keep in mind this is a win, a victory, for the purpose of a nation to represent Yahweh to the world, both through the written word and the coming Messiah. It is a win for a nation that was supposed to, and at this point was, seeking God, following a king that God had chosen. This was not a battle for worldly power over others for the glorification of a selfish king, but the leading for a king who was seeking God for a chosen nation, a status that no other nation can claim. And word got out that Yahweh was with David. May it be so for all my fellow Christians that those who see us see the light of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, as spoken of in 1 Corinthians 6.19 and Ephesians 2.21. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.